while people are jumping on, let me say happy Good Friday and uh, what a privilege it is to join you by the miracle of technology and just the opportunity to uh, come into your world, whether you're at home or at work or wherever you find yourself today, that we can celebrate uh, Jesus together and just letting some people come on if you're just joining us, letting people join us, and then we'll get started. Hopefully we'll keep our internet connection here today, looking a little stormy. But, um, all right, well, people will keep jumping on and we'll let them do that. But let me start by praying for us and just thanking you for taking a little time out of your lunch break to join us on here. Let me pray for us, and uh, I will get started, okay? Let's pray together. God, thank you for your goodness. As we gather around your word for just a few minutes here this morning, this afternoon, and take a, a couple minutes to focus on Jesus, to focus on what it was that you were accomplishing when you went to the cross. I pray that our hearts would be tuned in to exactly what uh, you would have to say to us as we gather around your word. And Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you remind us of what a precious thing it is to be adopted into the family of God? And we just ask for your blessings on these few minutes and that Jesus would be glorified, that we'd make much of him. And that you would encourage each one of us as we carry each other's burdens, as we um, are your hands and feet, as we are the body of Christ, as we are your bride and your kids. What a privilege. So bless this time. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So as you think about Good Friday, one of the things that um, sometimes gets lost for us is exactly how much was happening you know i just wrote down some of the events that took place on friday that took place on that good friday and of course their calendar back in the day with the jewish calendar was a little different that would uh, a day would turn you know their midnight was or our midnight was their 6 p.m or roughly and so on friday uh, began with Jesus' betrayal and then his arrest. And it's amazing because Peter in that moment, if you are familiar with the Bible, if you're not, Peter was uh, one of Jesus' close disciples, one of the 12 that walked with him. And as he was in that moment, he steps up to the plate, right? And Jesus is about to be arrested and Peter steps up and chops a guy's ear off. And, you know, you kind of identify with Peter in that moment, you know, family, you know, we, we stick up for our family. And so, but Jesus, of course, picks up, heals that soldier's ear and thus begins Good Friday. Thus begins the, the journey that Jesus took to the cross. And so he went through his betrayal, uh, from Judas and then he was arrested. And then it moves into all the different scenes of his trial. He goes before Annas in John chapter 18. Then he goes before Caiaphas and, and the Sanhedrin in Mark chapter 14. 
Then he goes before the full Sanhedrin in Mark chapter 15. Uh, and then he has to endure the Roman trials. Then he goes before Pilate and Herod and then back before Pilate. And, you know, we know the story of Pilate and how he just struggled greatly with the fact that he was being asked to do something to Jesus, an innocent man. But Jesus came to die and he came to die for you and he came to die for me. So I just want to take a minute and I just want to read the story. I want to just kind of sit in the text with you, sit in Mark chapter 15. And I want to read a substantial portion of scripture for you as you are are thinking through Good Friday and just give you the full story of the crucifixion. And uh, it's in Mark chapter 15, starting in verse 21. If you're following along in your Bible app or in your Bible, I'm reading from the from the Net Bible, the NET. If you wanna, if you're Type A and need to follow in exactly the same fashion, but uh, here here's what Scripture says in Mark chapter 15, verse 21 and following. It says the soldiers forced a passerby to carry his cross. That's Jesus's cross. Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, he was the father of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which is translated place of the skull. They offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, throwing dice for them to decide what each would take. It was nine o'clock in the morning. When they crucified him, the inscription of the charge against him read, the king of the Jews. And they crucified two outlaws with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by defamed him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you who can destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, even the chief priests, together with the experts in the law, were mocking him among themselves. He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also spoke abusively to him. Now when it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Around three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, listen, he's calling for Elijah. Then someone ran, filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink, saying, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come down to take him down. But Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. John actually tells us what he said in that moment when he cried out with a loud voice. He said the word to telestai, which means it is finished. So he cries out, breathes his last. Verse 38, and the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. Now when the centurion who stood in front of him saw how he died, he said, truly this man was God's son. What a declaration for us today. Truly this man was God's son. There were also women watching from a distance. 
Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James, the younger of Joseph, Joseph and Salome. When he was in Galilee, they had followed him and given him support. Many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem were there too. And then, of course, it goes on and tells us about Jesus' burial. But I want to just remind you of a few things uh, on Good Friday. On Good Friday, we remember that this is the day, some 2,000 years ago, that Jesus willingly suffered and died by crucifixion as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. You know, one of the questions that get asked a lot from pastors and from uh, Christians is, why do good things happen to bad people? And, of course, our quick response is that there's no such thing as good people. Um, We're all bad. And if you think about it like that, and I think that's pretty easy to, to show people, that we're all bad and you know when you think about have I done any, ever done anything bad have I ever done anything evil and the answer of course is yes um, you know a quick a quick answer to that is simply well why hasn't God done anything with you if you're evil and if you're bad why hasn't he done anything with you um, because what's the big deal what's the big deal about sin um, we live in a in a culture that celebrates us doing whatever we want whenever we want but when you think about the cross, you are met with the reality that sin is a devastating thing, that it was so devastating that God looked upon his creation and needed to send his son, that there was nothing you and I could do to solve the problem, to to make ourselves right. And rather than just leave us in our in our filth and leave us in our sin and leave us in our condition and just let us die and go to hell, uh, he intervened. We talk all the time at Redeemer City Church that the difference between the God of the Bible and the difference in the gospel is that rather than leave us in our condition, Jesus uh, came for us. Where every other religion in the world says, you know, here's what you have to do to rise to the occasion. Uh, God sent his son. God stepped in and intervened on our behalf. And so, um, you know, this ultimate sacrifice followed by Easter, the glorious celebration of when Jesus was raised from the dead, uh, heralding his victory over sin and death and pointing ahead to this future resurrection where Jesus would come back for all who are united to him by faith, Romans 6, 5 tells us. Uh, but as you think about those glorious things and those amazing truths, um, why do we call it Good Friday? It seems more like it should be called Bad Friday. Why, why, is, why is this a good thing? Um, some Christian traditions don't even take this approach. In German, for example, the day is called, I might butcher this, so if you're German, I apologize, and my ancestors would be disappointed. But uh, in German... For example, the day is called Karfreitag, or Karfreitag, and it means sorrowful Friday. Seems appropriate. In English, in fact, the origin of the term good is even debated. Some believe it developed from an older name, God's Friday, uh, which of course would make sense. But regardless of the origin of, of the name, uh, Good Friday, the name Good Friday is entirely appropriate because the suffering and death of Jesus as horrible as it was, 
marked the dramatic culmination of God's plan to save his people from their sins, to save you from your sins. When you think about the storyline of the Bible, it begins with creation. God created the heavens and the earth. And then it moves into the fall, which is, if you're new to the Bible, the fall is just simply when humans chose to do it our way instead of God's way. When humans chose sin, when they chose to be like God, but in all the wrong ways, knowing good and evil. Because we're not God, but we want to be God. And so people go on sinning for for many years, for thousands of years. Until God intervened in the person of Jesus as a savior and began the renewal of all things. When Jesus taught us how to pray, he said, pray this way, that God would bring his kingdom on earth just as it is in heaven. And and the church is left here to do that, to join God in the renewal of all things. And in order for the good news of the gospel to have meaning for us, for us to find uh, the truth in that we first have to understand the bad news of our condition as a sinful people. And that's what Good Friday is all about. It's the mirror of God's law being held up in front of you so that you're aware that you can't do this life on your own, that there's nothing you can do to satisfy the deepest longings of your heart. And so the good news of deliverance only makes sense once we see how we're enslaved. No matter how good your life is here on this earth, uh, you will always be left wanting. You will always have a need for God in your heart. Another way of saying that is that it's important to understand and distinguish between what the law is and what the gospel is. It's, it's the framework in which we see God's word to us, the Bible, the scriptures. Uh, law is first to show us how hopeless our condition is. And then the gospel, the good news of Jesus is that his grace or his undeserved favor, something that was totally outside of us. There's no champion within you. There's nothing inside of you that can rise up and, uh, and satisfy the longings of your heart. But God's grace, that undeserved favor comes in and brings us relief, brings us deliverance ultimately brings us salvation. What an amazing thing. The cross. Good Friday is where we see the convergence of great suffering and God's forgiveness. I love Psalm 8510. It sings of this day when deliverance and peace will greet each other with a kiss. What an amazing, amazing verse. The cross of Jesus is where that occurred. The cross is where God's demands, his righteousness, coincide with his mercy, his goodness. We receive divine forgiveness, mercy, and peace because Jesus willingly took our punishment on that Good Friday. And the result of God's righteousness against sin, the punishment for our sin, Isaiah says the chastisement, that we deserved was on him and it's by his wounds that we are healed. It was Good Friday. And I love what Hebrews says. It was for the joy set before him that he had you in mind and that for the joy set before him, his people, his family, his bride, he endured the cross, 
knowing that it would lead to his resurrection, lead to our salvation, and lead to our deliverance and the beginning of God's reign of righteousness and peace. Good Friday marks the day when wrath and mercy met at the cross. It's powerful. His wrath and his mercy. That's why Good Friday is so dark and yet so good. It's the day deliverance and peace met with a kiss. What a powerful thing. I want to finish our time with a word of prayer, but I want to give you a couple challenges, a couple takeaways that I would encourage you to do with your day today. Uh, if you're a skeptic or if you're struggling in your faith, uh, I want to I want to make a challenge to you. I want to challenge you to read the Gospels. I want to challenge you to start with the Gospel of John and just read your way through it and see if the Holy Spirit, see if Jesus wouldn't speak to you about what this Good Friday is all about. As you consider the life of Jesus and as you walk through uh, his story, I believe it will encourage you. I believe it will bless you. And I believe that God can draw you to himself through that. If you are a Christian, though, I want to encourage you to, when we're done here or at some point today or maybe with your family, grab your Bible and read through 1 Corinthians 15. It's Paul's uh, sermon. It's Paul's unpacking, the Apostle Paul, St. Paul. It's his unpacking of the resurrection. It's his unpacking of what uh, Jesus rising from the dead uh, does for you um, in response to him dying on the cross for you and to prepare your heart for Easter. Um, this weekend. But then two takeaways. Those are two challenges. Let me give you two takeaways. I want to encourage you, if you're a follower of Jesus, to find some time to take communion, to celebrate the sacrament of communion, the Lord's Supper. Gather your family or gather some friends or, or even by yourself and, and take some time, take a moment to gather around the body and blood of Jesus. The broken body, the shed blood of Jesus on your behalf and take time to examine your heart and confess sin and repent and turn and go a different way. The beauty of the gospel, the good news of the gospel is that at this moment, Jesus is there with open arms. Don't you love what 1 John chapter 1 says? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Today, you can be set free. Jesus said in Luke 4, I've come to set people free. What a blessing. Take some time and celebrate communion, the Lord's Supper, that sacrament, that means of grace with your family today or by yourself, just with Jesus. And then number two, let me encourage you to spend some time in prayer and in reflection on what it is that Jesus secured for you, his kids adopted by grace into his family. What an amazing thing it is to be a child of God. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, the Bible says it's very easy that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus raised him, was raised from the dead, you will be saved. And I would encourage you to do that right now, to just talk to God and confess your sin, and confess that Jesus is Lord. And the Bible says you'll be saved just like that. And uh, if you are saved, it's a, it's a great moment this Good Friday for you to take time to just bask 
in the grace of God, to sit in the glory of the gospel, the good news that it is finished on your behalf, and praise Jesus together today. Let me pray for you. Thanks for joining us, and then I'll send you on your way. Let me pray for you. Father, we again come into your throne room of grace. As your word says, we can come in with great confidence and boldness because of what Jesus did on the cross that Good Friday, that he paid the penalty for our sin, becoming uh, our atonement, becoming our propitiation, becoming our substitute. He paid the price we ought to have paid. And for that, we are eternally grateful. We couldn't possibly express what it means to us. Our words will always fall short. Our worship will always fall short. But yet, it's at the name of Jesus that we bow and confess that you are Lord, that you're good, that we trust you. Even when we can't see what's around the corner, we trust that, as the psalmist wrote, that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And so today, as we remember your sacrifice for us, And as we celebrate the sacrament of communion, as we break bread and drink from the cup, that we remember that it was you, Jesus, that went to the cross, that your body was broken, pierced with a sword, pierced with nails on our behalf for us. And that in that moment, the sins of the entire world were nailed to the cross, that if we might believe, we could be set free. And so we're so thankful for that. I pray for anyone within the sound of my voice that doesn't know you as Savior, that today would be the day that they cross the line of faith, that Holy Spirit, as you said in John chapter 6, that you would draw them to the Father, that you would speak into their life, that they are a child of God, and that they have great hope and great purpose in this life, joining you in the renewal of all things. And so we celebrate you, Jesus. We praise your name, the name that is above every other name, to the glory of the Father. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to leave us a prayer request or a comment, and uh, we'll get back with you on that. We'll pray with you about that. And then, of course, if you don't have a church home, let me encourage you to join us at Redeemer City Church downtown in Tampa, Tampa Heights at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday. It's going to be a great celebration of Jesus. We love you. God bless you. Have a great rest of your Friday. We'll see you on Sunday.